This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 502 of the Stable Scoop Show. Please support our title sponsor, Springtime Supplements, as they make this show possible. The rest of the scoop is back as Gail Stewart brings us an original called He Wasn't Done Yet. This is Glenn the Geek, and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Show on the Horse Radio Network. The rest of the scoop is the premier storytelling podcast for the horse world. A short five to ten minute story professionally written about historical horses or horse people told in the style of Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story or Mike Rose The Way I Heard It. We have about 20 of them done already. If you have missed them, head over to StableScoop.com or any podcast player. Just search for Stable Scoop. They start about episode 482. Today, Gail Stewart, author of 100 Horses in History, writes the story of a comeback after a bit of a tragedy, and it is from more recent history. As I was working on it, you know, I kind of recalled the event. I just graduated high school at the time, and uh, Gail Stewart's second edition of 100 Horses in History is out now. She added the last two Triple Crown winners, American Pharaoh and Justify. You can find them at Barnes & Noble or uh, Amazon and make a great gift for any horse lover, for 100 Horses in History. We are also super excited to welcome a brand new title sponsor to Stable Scoop, Springtime Supplements. Springtime Supplements has been dedicated to improving the lives of horses with the Springtime brand of supplements, and they've been doing it since 1979. I asked the HRN auditors about using Springtime, and I got comments like this. Yep, I've used their spirulina for my COPD mare and dog joint products. Their customer service was good, shipping always on time. And another one said, I use their daily calm for my mare. And another auditor said, I use their dog supplement and it seems to work really well. Springtime offers supplements for joint health, immune support, calming, hoof and coat, insect control, and much, much more. Before I tell you about one of their really interesting products, Ahi Flower Oil, I wanted to mention they have a special just for listeners, the Stable Scoop Show. If you receive an automatic 15% off and free shipping just for mentioning the show, be sure you go to springtimeinc.com slash stablescoop, call one of their knowledgeable reps, and be sure to mention the discount code stablescoop. Have you heard of Ahi Flower Oil? We all know about the importance of essential fatty acids for horses. We talked about that a lot on the shows. But recently, a plant was discovered to provide completely balanced omega-3, 6, and 9. They call it ahi flower. Until now, you had a few options. You could use fish oil, but let's face it, horses are herbivores. They don't tend to eat fish. There's also flax, but ahi flour has been shown in clinical studies to provide better omega-3, 6, and 9 absorption and balance in horses. It's proven to be better than flax or fish. This is the type of expertise you get from Springtime, who are always at the forefront of the latest research. And don't forget, Springtime also has a full line of canine supplements to keep your dogs at peak wellness, too. That website again is springtimeinc.com slash stablescoop. And now, the rest of the scoop, written by Gail Stewart and titled, He Wasn't Done Yet. On a sunny summer Tuesday morning in London, July 20th, 1982, the Blues and Royals Regiment of the Queen's Household Cavalry left Wellington Barracks in Knightsbridge. It was a typical day in London. City streets teemed with tourists taking in the sights. 
Londoners rushing about, conducting business. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary as the 15 horses and their riders, parading in formation, were making the short journey to the horse guards parade for the ceremonial changing of the guard, a British tradition since 1660. One of those horses was a 19-year-old 16-hand black gelding, handsome with a wide white blaze and four white stockings. He was born in Ireland, the strong-willed son of a draft mare and a thoroughbred stallion. He had a blue-ribbon-winning career as a show jumper, a handy fox hunter, and a point-to-point racehorse. But he wasn't done yet. He joined the Household Cavalry in 1967. Yet nothing in his past could have prepared him for what would happen that morning. Spectators crowded into Hyde Park to see the procession that is part of the pomp and pageantry that is London. Soldiers in blue tunics and red-plumed helmets, black horses brilliantly groomed, tacks sparkling in the sunshine. The mounted regiment follows the same route every time from the stables to the parade grounds. Then, at 10.44 a.m., the unbelievable, the unthinkable happened. Someone, somewhere, close enough to see the Queen's horses, and far enough away to be out of danger, pressed a button and detonated a bomb. A nail bomb. Placed in a blue car, parked on South Carriage Drive, where the regiment passed. The bomb was lethal and deadly and scattered shrapnel in all directions. In a few seconds, horses and soldiers lay wounded, dying, and dead alongside Hyde Park. Windows and shops and offices shattered in nearby Knightsbridge. Black smoke billowed from the street, ambulance sirens wailed, police sirens screamed, ports, railroads, and airports were closed. Lieutenant Colonel Andrew Parker Bowles, commander of the Blues and Royals, heard the blast and rushed to the scene, horrified by the carnage. In the mayhem, the injured gelding caught his eye. Shrapnel wounds covered his body, his left eye was badly injured, and his partially severed jugular vein was spewing blood. Parker Bowles ordered a guardsman to remove his shirt and tie a tourniquet around the horse's neck, desperate to stop the bleeding. Looking around, the commander saw what he feared most. Three of his soldiers lie dead, another died in the hospital. Six horses were dead, another was euthanized due to his injuries. Twenty-three people were injured, including 17 bystanders and two policemen. The gelding, the most severely injured of the surviving horses, with 34 wounds. He was transported by trailer to the barracks and underwent eight hours of surgery. Twenty-eight shrapnel shards were removed from his body. Even then, he was given only a 50% chance of survival. But he wasn't done yet. He returned to active duty a mere three months later and became a household name. He received hundreds of get-well cards and flowers. Monetary donations poured into the household cavalry. Lieutenant Colonel Parker Bowles recalled, I remembered him for his courage and for his spirit. For me, he epitomizes the finest qualities we see in our armed forces. Three months later, on October 5th, he received the Horse of the Year Award at the Horse of the Year Show in Wembley Arena. He and his rider, Sergeant Michael Peterson, took in an emotional standing ovation. Show announcer Dorian Williams remembered the moment. I cannot recall any horse stimulating the spontaneous reaction that he did when he suddenly appeared in the spotlight at the entrance to the arena. The audience literally rose to their feet and cheered increasingly in a mighty crescendo. He and Peterson delighted showgoers when they offered a meet-and-greet by the stands. Brigadier Paul Jepson, honorary veterinary surgeon to Queen Elizabeth, said the cavalry horse boasted bags of character— Other horses who survived the Hyde Park bombing were left traumatized and unable to return to their duties. 
he was different. His bravery was remarkable. Photos show almost 30 scars on his right side, overgrown with white hair, and are a testament to his injuries and the damage inflicted on his regiment. In two years' time, the beloved Gelding retired, as a celebrity from the Household Cavalry Mounted Regiment. But he wasn't done yet, as he had one more parade to do. His last public appearance was in June 1984 in the Queen's Birthday Parade. He left London at the age of 21 for the Horse Trust's home for the rest for horses and 200 acres of green pastures in Buckinghamshire's Chiltern Hills. A life-size bronze statue representing him in a brisk walk and sculpted by Camellia LeMay was unveiled on October 16, 2013 at the Royal Veterinary College in Hertfordshire. He was a symbol of resilience and recovery, Professor Stuart Reed said. He really is an inspiration and will live long in the memory of those who knew him. He died at an elderly 30, hailed as a hero and a symbol of triumph over terrorism. Even after death, he wasn't done yet. As a variety of memorials honor him, an equine surgical wing at the Royal Veterinary College, a British Horse Society award given to people who make significant contributions to equine safety, induction into the British Horse Society's Equestrian Hall of Fame, and a banquet room at the Home of Rest for Horses. And his name honors a former officer in the Household Cavalry. His name was Sefton. And now you know the rest of the scoop. If you want to hear more from Gail Stewart, you can find her book, 100 Horses in History, available at most major retailers. Look, just search for 100 Horses in History by Gail Stewart. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again this week. We wish you a very happy new year coming up and enjoy your holiday from all of us at the Horse Radio Network. Of course, you can find all of the terrific shows in the Horse Radio Network on our app, iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. Until the next episode in January, happy scooping. (laughs) 